Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege we bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or my special guests on this radio show, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can give me a call, Stevie B's Media Production Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks. Get out your Bibles and stay along with us here on What a Word from the Lord radio show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in the word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my two speakers on the program, Tim Austin and my co-host Lou Gibbons, as they break unto us the bread of life. We also ask your blessing upon my special guest in the community corner, Adretta Hall as she serves our communities as well with her various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you will bless their families as well that supports their efforts. Father, we pray that you will bless our listeners who are tuning in this radio broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well and that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked and it would cause them to ask the question, what must I do? To be saved. Father, we thank you so much for sending your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. We're just so grateful for his precious sacrifice on Calvary's cross. For without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask that you forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of your will. For we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And that we have been faithful until death. For we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the broadcast. Our speakers in the first segment will be our special guest speaker, Tim Austin. He's Serves with the Wayne Road Church of Christ there in Rumbleus, Michigan. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in the community corner, my special guest is Audretta Hall. She has the business called Audretta 411 Information that leads to transformation in business, health, and life. 
And in the last segment, my co-host, Lil Gilbert, he serves as the evangelist for the Oldbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And he'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds and let's have a great show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. After the break, the next voice you hear will be that of my special guest speaker, Tim Austin. Enjoy the show. Happy, happy. Forget about your troubles and your nine to five, y'all. Happy, happy. Uh, here we go now. Yeah. I just had to write this happy song, y'all. Come around, let me tell you about it. Uh. Everybody gets around. I got something to tell you about. People been going through changes. At the school, at the job, at the house. Hey, y'all been going through that too? Oh, this song is long overdue. I just had to write a happy song to kind of get us through. Come on and sing. Happy song to sing a happy song. Yeah. Yeah, just may help somebody. Help somebody to get yeah. Just sing a happy song, a happy song. Look at here now, y'all. Look. All of you going through the valley. Let me tell you about this first. Might be somebody right next to you going through a whole lot worse. Oh, hold on to his promises. Never give up on his word. Just live the best you can so your prayers can be heard. And go on and sing. Help somebody. Help somebody get, 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 get uh, You just got to sing. Mm-hmm. Sing your girls away. Huh. You just make up somebody. If you sing. Not everything is gonna be.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my special guest speaker, Tim Austin, and his subject, when we live in or encounter difficult times. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. I know we're on mute, but give God a hand clap of praise today. It sounds to me that I'd be all right. I know I can't hear you, but I feel your energy. Give God a hand clap of praise. To get started, the greatest dose of medicine for the human soul is the word of God. The Apostle Paul said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Then the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. The grace of God has brought us to 2020 through and to 2021. The year 2020 was not without its mountains, its tears, its disappointments, its grief, its dangers, and its failures. But God maneuvered us through, around, and over the various challenges and brought us to this glorious day. We're made more and more aware of his goodness, his love, and his power every day. For this cause, we can say it is in him that we live, move, and have our very being. If you know how God has been good to you, if you recognize his providence at work in your life, then there should be no hesitation in saying he's sovereign. I would like to, at this time, invite your attention to James chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. That's James chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And it reads, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith work of patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let them act of God, that give it to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. When we live in or encounter difficult times, when we live in or encounter difficult times, the writer James addresses a theme that captures the interest of us all. He talks about trials or encountering difficult times. If one blood ties us all together from a biological standpoint, then trials and difficulties unite us in kinship from a social or experiential perspective. For if we live long enough, we are sure to come to the difficult periods in our lives. At some point, we are sure to find ourselves climbing up the rough side of the mountain. The same God that was with me on the mountaintop is the same God that is with me in the valley. Let me say that again. The same God that is with me on the mountaintop is with me 
in the valley. We can count on a day when pressures, hardships, burdens, and those things that test our strength and our faith will find their way to our door. We can expect trials, especially if we have renounced the hidden work of works of darkness, now taking our stand on the word of God. For in addition to the common trials of mankind, the devil will conjure up scenarios and situations in an effort to break down and destroy our faith. The book of James was written to the 12 tribes that were scattered abroad. And the technical term for scattered abroad is diaspora. And it refers to all the Jews that live outside Palestine. The millions of Jews who, for one reason or another, who are outside the promised land, were called the diaspora. There has been much discussion as to whether the writer was addressing Jewish Christians outside of Palestine or whether he was addressing the spiritual Israel, which would include all Christians of all races or ethnic backgrounds. But whoever the intended recipients were, the pastor suggests that they were having troubles, that they were facing trying times. And God, through the writer James, instructs them how to face the trials of their lives. The advice that he gives to them is advice that can be utilized by Christians today. His first suggestion of coping with difficulty is to welcome difficulty as a teacher. In verse 2, he says, Count it all joy when you encounter various trials. Now, it was the custom, based on uh, historical writing, it was the custom of the ancient preachers to begin their sermon with a paradox in order to arrest or gain the attention of the audience. And here James presents this paradox, joy and trial. Joy and trial. Joy or, joy or have joy when you face trials. Our first temptation is to respond by saying, if I could get joy out of my trials, then they would not be trials. Let me say that again. If I could get joy out of my trials, then they wouldn't be trials. But James is suggesting that we should use trials in a fashion that will make us instead of break us. The word joy means cheerful or calm delight. The word trial means adversity or putting to the proof. Rather than let your trials get you down and produce a pessimistic outlook on life, let your child teach you something and let them prove something to you. There are things that you would not know if you didn't have trouble because it's in the valley that we grow. There are revelations that come out of our trials as a teacher. You can face them with calm delight. What can trials teach us? Trials can teach us to bring together all of the resources that we have. 
There are resources that we tend to ignore. We have strengths that are unrecognized. We have skills that are lying dormant. In a day of sunshine, we can cruise along without a care in the world. But when trouble comes, real troubles, we are forced to pause and to access what we have. In times of prosperity, you can have all kinds of change or money lying around uncounted. But when economic hardship comes, you gather that up and you count it and see what you have and put it all in one place. Likewise, when trials come upon us, it teaches us to take inventory of what we have. We bring our mental and spiritual assets into focus. Trials teach us not to take things for granted. Sickness gives us a new appreciation for health. We bounce out of our beds in the morning without thinking or giving thanks. When the time comes when we find it difficult to rise or when we can't rise at all, health takes on new value. Loneliness gives us a new attitude toward friendship. When you stand alone and you've understood and experienced what that means, then you learn to appreciate having a good friend. Hunger increases our appreciation for a good meal. Food tastes better when you get real hungry. The more thirsty you get, the more refreshing a cool glass of water. Trials teach us to make better decisions decisions in our lives. Trials teach us patience. We're in a hurry most of the time. Our minds are geared to instant results and solutions. Trials teach us to settle down and to be quiet while God is working in our lives. View difficulties as a teacher. Listen to what the trials of life are trying to tell us, and we will function more efficiently in this world. One of the fallacies uh, that we have as Christians is that we want to say, I believe, I have faith, but we don't want to be put to the test. But James said, the trying of your faith work your patience. And so we have to get to the point to where we always are prepared for the worst, but always expect the best. And as I hasten to a close, I want everyone to be encouraged in knowing we are overcomers. No matter what difficulties you may have encountered, Matthew 19.26 says, with God all things are possible. We don't have to become what we go through, whether that's an illness or the loss of a loved one, we have a God who cares. So before I turn it back over to Stevie B, I want to leave you with this. In life, you will be faced with a series of God-ordained opportunities, brilliantly disguised as problems and challenges.
Would you be prepared? 
give account for all what you gonna do with the time you have? Are you living right or what? Are you gonna do? Can you look at your life and say, time is coming, that you're ready? in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. It's an exciting time for your congregation, and what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. These are the announcements for the events and activities in the Churches of Christ. If you'd like to have your events and activities announced on this radio broadcast, you can give me a call at 910-491-6405. Or send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com Due to the coronavirus pandemic, I will not be making any public announcements until further notice regarding public meetings or assemblies, but I will be making announcements about the events and activities that are happening here on social media. On Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 9 p.m. Central Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there will be a nationwide gospel call that's sponsored by the Church of Christ in Highland Heights, Houston, Texas. And the telephone number to this call is 857-216-6700. And access code is 328-497. This is a nationwide outreach to those who are not members of the Churches of Christ. And the speakers will be presenting a basic salvation message for them to learn what they must do in order to be saved, as well as information regarding the Churches of Christ. It's in addition also intended to edify and strengthen the faith of those who are Christians. On Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, the Delcrest Church of Christ in San Antonio, Texas, presents the Women's Virtual Bible Class, and that class will be held on www.zoom.com. And the class ID number is 
692-8262. Daily at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, the Ladies in Christ Prayer Line, hosted by the Churches of Christ in Lafayette, Louisiana. That telephone number to this prayer line is 605-472-5203. And the access code to this prayer line is 514-859. My co-host Steve Cordo on the Gospel Light Radio Show that airs on Blog Talk Radio on Thursday evening has a new book called God, Grace, and You. And you can order this book from the 21st Century Christian Catalog. There's a spring summer series every fourth Wednesday of each month at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's a preacher, this will be a preacher's panel discussion. The joint minister, Michael Crusoe, as he moderates a series of discussions featuring, featuring seasoned preachers in the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ. And the topic under discussion is expanding the role of women in Christian worship. A word from the Lord. And we have a new show that kicks off on August the 24th, the Kelly Fletcher Show, which will be a part of this broadcast here, World of Word from the Lord Radio Show. And this Kelly Fletcher Show will air every fourth Tuesday of the month. So stay tuned for that new broadcast. And just a program reminder, Stevie B's Media Production Presents, we're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. And the number to the live show is 713-955-0508. Or you can type in your search bar, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. And each week on Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, What a Word for the Lord radio show. And each week on this broadcast, we'll have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who'll be presenting a message from the Word of God. We also have the Community Corner segment for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our communities. And I also have three co-hosts on this show, Lou Gilbert, he's the evangelist for the Overlook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And my newest co-host, Shauna Otis, with the Great Way Church of Christ there in Nashville, Tennessee. She has a ministry called the Mid-Tennessee Singles, and they'll be on the broadcast every third Tuesday of the month. And I have my newest co-host, Isa Mullins, with the, he serves with the Helen Street Church of Christ here in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then on Thursday evening, each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And on this broadcast, I have eight co-hosts who will be presenting messages from the Word of God. And each week, I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my shouted-out platform on social media, Facebook, that I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show. And then on Friday night at our new time from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B's Acapella Gospel Music Blast Radio Show. And on this broadcast, I'm playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, The Sweet Sounds of Voices. And we also have the Story Glory segment every first Friday of the month. We're interviewing the artists that we actually play on this radio show. And coming on September the 3rd, I'll be 
featuring Chef Brian Brown from Atlanta, Georgia. And on this Friday, next Friday night, really, I'll be counting down my top 20 some songs for the month of August. And then on August the 23rd, we'll be featuring Irvin C. Jackson from Wesley Chapel, Florida. We'll be doing some new music for Irvin on this broadcast. And if you cannot catch the live show here on Blog Talk Radio, wherever you're getting your favorite podcast from, just type in your search bar, Stevie B Media Productions, and you'll see all of the uh, on-demand episodes that we're producing here on this broadcast. Every week on this show, you can go to the various musical platforms, just so many of them out there that you can pull these shows up. But just to name a few, uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, YouTube, just to name a few. I'd like to give a shout-out to all of my sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. I have a new sponsorship uh, program manager. Her name is Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And if you would like to be a sponsor for any of these radio shows, just give her a call at 954-687-4705. I'd like to give a shout-out to my sponsor, Cheryl Norwood from Chicago, Illinois, Bethesda Memorial Fruit Director Crematory Services from DeSoto, Texas, Stanley Phillips from Little Rock, Arkansas, Cheryl Marat from Charlotte, North Carolina, Yvonne Blazing Cracker Gooch from Nashville, Tennessee, Melvin Jackson from High Point, North Carolina, Marquise Holmes from Charlotte, North Carolina, Stephanie Booker Wilson from Greensboro, North Carolina, Diversified Financial Network, LLC, out of Dallas, Texas, the owner's market, Charlotte Carroll, and O'Day Faith Publishing out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The three E's of Stevie B's Beat Production, it is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude my program announcements. Stay tuned, the Community Corner is up next. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. It's time. The storm. Well, it brought me down to my knees. And I pray, Father, please have mercy, Lord, because I'm almost dead. And every morning when I would rise, I did not think I could face another day. But I made it because you fed me my, 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 my daily Yeah, oh, see, when I needed faith, God fed me Oh, 
when you're called Just remember What Jesus said Don't pray for tomorrow Cause it may never come Don't worry about the next day Cause all you've got is this one Oh, when you call you got to ask him for your And when you need strength, God will give you your day. Lord, to make it through the day. When you need courage, God will give you your day. That you make it. Just put your trust in Him. Put your hand in God's hand. And I know you'll make it. Just believe in His way. You've got to trust in Him. to What a Word from the Lord radio show, The Community Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, The Community Corner is simply designed to tell our listeners just what products and services are being offered in our communities and how you can contact these various vendors for their services. Ladies and gentlemen, you'd be surprised to know just who's sitting among us in our various congregations. And this is one of the, my favorite segments because we just get a chance to hear or what are some of the things that people are doing around us to serve in our communities? We've had people on this show who are involved in financial services, uh, legal services. We've had uh, college consultants 
on this broadcast. We've had NFL players, um, uh, casting producers for television shows, farmers, comedians, models, you name it. We've had them on this broadcast. We just want to make the Saints aware of just what some of the services that are being availed to them. And in the community corner, my special guest on this evening's broadcast is Andrea Hall from High Point, North Carolina. Her business is called Adretta. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Adretta. 411 information that leads to transformation in business and health and wellness. Adretta, welcome to the Community Corner. Well, thank you so much. And after uh, finding out who I'm all of the amongst, I think I need to start promoting myself a little better. Football yes, players and actors? Yes, <laughs> ma'am. We, we've had them all. I've, we, I've even had a comedian from uh, Canada. On the show, he was wow. actually he was a comedian and politician from uh, Canada on this show one time. That was a good show. So, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing very very well, and I would say um, I am Adretta's four one one information at least or transformation business health and life, and I am in the, I'd say bigger demand because one of the aspects of things that I teach Steve is how to market your small business. Okay. So why don't you tell us? Definitely a need. Yes. It's a big need in the community right now. People are trying to get more people to attract to their business. And I was very uh, just happy to hear that you have sponsors for your show. One of the the things that I teach my small businesses is to sponsor an event. An event is the easiest way to tell someone about your business. Right. So do you hold uh, seminars? Uh, do you go into community churches? How do you promote your business? Well, in, in the second part of mine is health and wellness. That is my passion, close to 100 pounds, been able to keep it off naturally um, and with biblical perspectives. I teach a class called God's Pharmacy when I go to churches, and it definitely opens the doors for me to talk about my business and health and wellness. To, you know, it is a... Uh, a thing in the in the African American community to really gravitate to um, things that are on a spiritual level to help them out in a physical level, and really the classes I teach tie those two things together very very well, and it's just been an awesome thing. And I'm able to do it via Zoom, like I've been teaching in the uh, city of Detroit because uh, they they asked me to come on Zoom calls and uh, run the video God's Pharmacy and just talk about how we truly do live in a miracle. If you give your body what it needs, it will reset itself. Now, how did you get involved in uh, Mm -hmm. promoting this aspect of your business? And I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, how did you get involved in this uh, promoting this aspect of your business? What started you on this road? Well, it was started about 15 years ago. They say overnight success takes about 15 years. And I ran into someone that I had really bad skin at the time, and they gave me some skin care, and it cleared up my skin in about three days. And I was like, okay, that's cute, but I want to lose some weight. What do you got for weight loss? And mm. so I started teaching people about loss, and I went to these different events. My degree is in advertising, and I noticed that I was the only one at the events collecting data. Like I was getting mm. everybody's business cards at the event. Then it started growing from there. People started um, saying, hey, do you know somebody that does this? And I would just go through my business cards and go, yeah, you need to connect with this person. And then from there, I started hosting networking events so people would have an opportunity to showcase their small businesses. And then when it really got big is when I had um, a a cake tasting 
I had a gentleman that had cakes on 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 social media, and I said, well, that's all cute, but nobody can try your cakes on the you know by looking at them why don't we have an event so we can in- invite people to taste your cakes and then i had a small business sponsor it i had it tied to a um a nonprofit organization and close to 2000 people showed up to taste cake wow yeah that's so that's a tasting tour in greensboro north carolina and we did that for several years and every year we would showcase a different nonprofit Different businesses would sponsor the printing of the material. So that's how um, I dread us 411, and the caption was, we were support for your dreams. Your, you know, whatever dream you had, we would give you the marketing support so that you can do it. And when I say we did it on a shoestring budget, hmm. everybody that participated in the event made money. <laughs> but it was like, you know, you, you sold tickets to the event, and it covered your uh, participation in the event. So it was everybody, it was a win-win, and people got to taste cake and donate to their favorite charities. So when I say I teach people how to market their small business, it's not a, um, it's not a joke. It really did help a lot of people. And they got on TV as well. They were able oh, to get wow. on TV. And some of them got so big, I couldn't even get them the next year for their um, cakes, like um, – Hmm. Sebastian's dessertery and a young lady that um, uh, pounds by cakes by Elaine. She actually opened her own uh, uh, business. She actually has a physical business now um, in, in Greensboro. So it was definitely a way to launch your business. Now you say you've been doing this for 15 years. Do you have a book published about what you're doing? <laughs> well, my book, you know, my passion is still health and wellness. I, my two books that I have, one is um, Find Your Health with Adretta's 411, How I Lost Close to 100 Pounds Just by Following Seven Rules. And the other one is called um, What Should I Eat Today? And it's a children's book that's just coming out. It'll be out in September. I actually have some copies now. I'm going to be doing a book signing. Uh, and, again, if anybody wants to sponsor or be in an event, you know, be involved in that event, it's going to be in the Greensboro area. So if you want to be a vendor, it's a health and wellness generated. But there's recipes and stuff in there, so I'm looking for a caterer right now um, that mm-hmm. will be able to, to make the recipes so people can try it at the event. And this is going to be at the end of September. So a lot going on. <laughs> well, you and sound when- like you're very busy, um, you know, I tell people I'm single. I um, I have a great relationship with my mom, and I don't have any kids, so I don't have anything but time. Okay, <laughs> I okay. don't watch TV. <laughs> so, what you say? So why, don't, so why don't you tell my listeners now? How can they get in contact with you if they want to get involved in some of the events that you sponsor? You know, I'm as easy as a phone call away. My phone number is three three six four seven one. Seven six seven two, and if they just text "Find Your Health," I'll know they're interested in coming to the um, to the book signing event because I want people not to lose weight, not to get rid of. Well, I want them to get rid of their diabetes, but I want them to be on a journey to find their health because the Bible says, "If you seek, you will find." Amen. Now you know I'm from High Point. Did you know that? I didn't know you were from High Point. Yes, ma'am. Born I'm at Johnson and Old Mill in High Point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, hey, Audretta, thank you so much for joining us on the Community Corner. Certainly appreciate it. No problem. And if they need me to speak at events, I do have, you know, reasonable fees. If it's church, I do it for free because that's my, my give back to the community. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. My co-host, Lou Gilberts. He has a message from the Word of God up next. 
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough. So rough, so rough. Sometimes it gets tough for me. Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken hearted and sad? Have you even been
What a word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host Lou Gilbert and his subject, Slaying the Oxen, Fulfilling Your Call, Discipleship. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Has God been good to you, friends? Has God blessed your life? Has God brought you from perhaps a mighty, mighty, mighty long way? I don't know about you. God has brought me from a mighty, mighty long way. And for that, we're grateful. We're thankful tonight. Once again, we're thankful to be here. I want to thank our illustrious host of Stevie B, Stevie R. Butler. We're thankful for his diligence. We're just thankful for his friendship, we were thankful for his leadership, we're thankful for this program that he uh, produces every week and every month and every year. We're just so grateful uh, that he has counted me worthy to sit with him and to uh, co-host this show on a monthly basis. Uh, We're certainly blessed. We've been blessed by this uh, program. Others who have listened have been blessed by this program all over the country and the world, and we're just thankful for Uh, the gifts that God has bestowed upon him, and using those gifts uh, to the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, I bring you greetings from the Church of Christ that meets at 76 Woodbine Avenue in the city of Brotherly Love, the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Again, we are the Overbrook Park Church of Christ. And so we encourage you to meet with us. Uh, We just started our in-person worship about three weeks ago, and that's going very well. And if you happen to be in our area on a Sunday morning at 11 a.m., we encourage you to come to the building and worship with us as well, as uh, you can also catch us on Facebook and YouTube uh, as well. And so we're just grateful that God has given us even this platform uh, to preach uh, the Word of God even on tonight. I want to uh, take a look at an Old Testament passage an Old Testament passage in the book of 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 19. 
uh, the end of the chapter, 1 Kings chapter 19. Just by way of background, we know uh, in this particular chapter, it begins with, uh, with a narrative, a continuing narrative of, of Elijah. Uh, when uh, Elijah was on uh, the mountain uh, after the, the great experience he had at Mount Carmel with uh, destroying the uh, the false temples, and we find him there uh, on Mount Horeb, uh, if you will, running from Jezebel uh, because she said that she would take his life because they blamed him for uh, destroying, killing the prophets, of course, which which he he had a part in. He did that by God's command. And so uh, he was running for his life and uh, very depressed, very despondent. And God catches him on that mountain. He's on that mountain. He's in a cave. And uh, the Lord asked him again, what are you doing here? And Elijah tells the story, uh, tells the account of, again, how he believes he was the only one left, uh, the only one who was uh, who was faithful to him, and now they wanted to kill him. And so he was just kind of in his depressed state. And God said, no, that's not the case. Get up and go down there, take care of a few things. And remember, I have 7,000 that have not bowed down to Baal. And one of the things that God wanted him to do, God instructed him to do, God instructed him to find another prophet in his in his state. And so uh, he said, go find uh, Elisha. This was Elijah, but he says, go and find uh, Elisha. In uh, verse number 16, uh, he says, and Jehu, son of Nishmai, shalt thou uh, anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha, the son of Saphat, uh, thou shalt anoint to be the prophet, to be prophet in thy Room And so he tells him, I want you to choose uh, Elisha. Now, so what does this have to do with what we're talking about tonight? I want to uh, title this lesson as has been uh, already said, Slaying the Oxen, uh, Fulfilling Your Calling, and a lesson in discipleship. You say discipleship. What does this have to do with uh, discipleship? Well, when you take a look at what uh, Elisha does, and uh, I can see a correlation to uh, what God wants us to do, what Christ wants us to do. Let's just look at the story here again, and we'll pick up at verse number 19 of First Kings uh, chapter 19, just so we can get the feel of what we're talking about. So Bible says, the King James says, so he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Saphat, who was plowing uh, with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he and he with the twelve, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, "Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and I will follow thee." And he said unto him, "Go back again." For what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Uh, so uh, tonight, slaying the oxen, fulfilling 
your purpose. Once again, Elijah uh, is feeling despondent. Elijah is, is depressed. And so God tells Elijah to go and choose uh, another prophet for your stay. And he finds uh, Elisha. And I like how he finds Elisha. He finds Elisha in the field. He finds Elisha gainfully employed. He finds Elijah Elisha working. Elisha was not uh, sitting idle in the courtyard. Elijah was not sitting uh, there playing cards with his friends. Elisha was not standing on the street corner. Elisha was working. And I like that about Elisha. Elisha was, was working. He, he found him uh, while he was sweating. He found him while he was working in the field. I, I just believe a man ought to be able to work if, if he can. Uh, and so uh, he finds him. He finds him uh, working. He finds him gainfully uh, employed. Uh, the job, uh, Elisha wasn't looking for uh, the job, but the job was looking for him. Uh, and then the Bible says when, when Elijah passed his baton, he passed his mantle, rather, uh, I'm thinking about a baton, he passed his, his mantle on to Elisha. And the, in, the interesting thing there is that Elisha understood. Elisha understood something about the office of the prophet because when he passed on that mantle to him, when he threw that mantle around him, Elisha uh, quickly understood something uh, about Elisha and something about the the uh, the solemn ceremony of which just took place. And so Elisha uh, immediately, Elisha made up his mind immediately. The Bible says that he left uh, the oxen, that he left the oxen and he ran after Elisha. And he said now, he said first, uh, he said, well, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother and I will follow thee. He made up his mind right there at that moment. He made up his mind, I'm going to follow uh, Jesus. Uh, I'm going to follow uh, Elijah, if you will. I'm going to follow uh, Elisha. I'm going to go with thee. Uh, and then Elijah uh, said unto him, well, go back for what have I done to thee? And upon investigation of what those words mean and the intent of those words, I believe the intent of those words are, okay, son, uh, go back uh, and, and take, take care of what you said you were going to take care of, but understand, remember uh, the, the solemn ceremony uh, that just happened uh, on your behalf. Remember that it was God that chose you. Remember uh, God is the one that does uh, the choosing. And I like that again because Elisha understood something about prophetology, if you will, if I could use that word, uh, prophetology. He knew, he understood uh, the office or some of the office of the prophecy, of, of the prophet. Uh, it's like uh, today, uh, young men need to know, they need to understand what they're getting into when they come into either the ministry or when they begin to start working in the church. It, it's a sad aspect when you uh, approach maybe a young person or a young man about ministry or about working in the Bible, working in the Lord's church, and they don't have an idea what to do. Uh, so this young man, Elisha, we believe a younger man than Elijah, Elisha understood something about prophetology. I'm just using that word. He knew something uh, about what it was to be a prophet. And so we have to, in, in, in the church today, as men today, as leaders uh, today in the church, we have to pass something on to these young men. So when it comes time for them uh, to take over uh, our spot, they have some understanding of what it is uh, we need them to do. Like he understood something that he needed to do. But then the Bible says there again that, uh, and he returned uh, 
back from him and took a yoke of oxen. Now, again, he found him working with this oxen. This shows that Elisha was someone of substance. He was working there with his family or with those along on, on the on the farm or in the fields, and he was somebody, he wasn't begging on the street. He, he was somebody that was employed. He, he was a person, a man of substance, but he made up his mind, and he was going to follow through, and he returned back from him, and he took a yoke of oxen, took that pair of oxen, and the Bible says, and he slew them. Not only that, and he boiled their flesh. Now, the interesting thing, the thing I need you to see here this, this afternoon, this evening, is that he boiled the flesh with the instruments of the oxen. He took the yoke and the other apparatus, everything that made up that, 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 uh, that apparatus, everything that made, made that thing work, if you will, uh, he took that and he burned it, he destroyed it. That, that, that's demonstrative of the fact, that demonstrates the fact that he was not coming back to that work. He was not coming back to that which he uh, began the day with. He made up his mind, I'm going to follow the prophet, I'm going to be a prophet, I'm going to follow God, and I'm not coming back here anymore. I'm not coming back to this anymore. And those around him perhaps saw him, uh, slay those oxen that he was gainfully employed using and and the and the the instruments that went along uh with them and so he was saying to them and saying to God and saying to everybody that I'm not coming back here uh again and then the bible says and he gave them to the people and they did eat uh he took care of his family he took care of those who were there and the bible says there then he arose and went after elisha then he arose and went after Elisha and ministered unto him. Uh, this young man, Elisha, he understood something about what we would call today discipleship. He understood, I like to say, that a disciple sometimes is, is a learner that conforms his words, his minds, his thoughts, thoughts, and his actions to that of his master or that of his teacher, if you will. So Elisha knew something about this idea. And so uh, Elisha was again somebody who knew something about prophetology. He knew he knew something about the work he was going to be involved in. I think there are some oxen that we need to slay today. Now, when I use the term oxen, of course, we don't work in the fields. I'm in Philadelphia. There are no fields up, up here. I don't know where you are. You might be familiar with with uh, plowing on the farm or whatnot, but metaphorically tonight, uh, the oxen, and as we see in the text, the, and the oxen uh, is, is anything that stands in the way of your total 100% commitment to following God in the calling in which you are called. Uh, I believe I was called to be a preacher. So, again, there are some things that I gave up and didn't go back to when I began to be a preacher of, of the gospel. And so whatever it is, but the idea is for all of us is following God, following the Lord, becoming a disciple of God. And so what what things must you slay? What things must you get beyond what things must you put behind you if you're going to be a successful in the calling that God has called you to and for us that is being a disciple of Christ I think there there are about three things that uh, I, I like to think that Elisha uh, slew that day and I think one of them is just the idea of, of selfishness of selfishness this wasn't just 
uh, about Elisha. How do I know? Because the, the Bible says Elisha asked Elijah, he said, let me go and kiss my father, kiss my mother uh, goodbye, and then I will follow you. Uh, friends, one thing I believe God wants us to do, God wants us to honor our families. The Bible says even with parents, he says honor in the Old Testament as well as New Testament. Uh, honor, part of the law in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, honor thy mother, honor thy father. As a matter of fact, it's the first commandment with promise that your days might be lengthened upon uh, the earth. And so we have to understand that God, yes, God calls God is the one that calls. We have to follow God, but God doesn't want, he doesn't want any distractions. And that doesn't mean to abandon your family. He did not abandon his family. I believe they understood what he was doing and where he was going, and he had to go back and care for them so he could continue to do the will of God. How do I know that? Because the Bible says, again, I think it was Paul that says in the book of First. Uh, Timothy chapter 5 and around verse 8, he says something to the effect that if, if one does not take care of his family, he is worse than an infidel. God always uh, wanted us to care even families. He just didn't go by the seat of his pants and leave that day and, and follow him, not him in this mission here right now. And so God wants us even today, even when you look back at the, some of the patriarchs, uh, Abraham and, and Noah and Moses, God called Abraham, and Abraham uh, took his family uh, with him and did the will of God. He made sure they were okay. He took his family with him. Uh, Noah, he took his family in, in the ark. He cared for his family. Uh, even, even Moses, when Moses was going back and forth uh, to Egypt and dealing with the people of Israel in Pharaoh, uh, Exodus chapter 18, uh, lets us know that uh, uh, his father-in-law had his wife and, and his two sons along with them while he was taking care of business there. And so uh, too many times in the church, too many times in our lives, uh, we, we, we are selfish. We are selfish in thinking that everything is about us. But he shows us, Elisha shows us, he demonstrates to us that, listen, I, yes, I'm going to follow the Lord. Even, even again, uh, what Paul says, in Second Timothy chapter two verse four, it says, "No man that goeth to war entangles himself with the affairs of this life." There are some things that we must uh, purge and prepare and pursue. Second Timothy chapter two verses twenty-one and twenty-two, all even about the, even the idea of counting the cost. Luke chapter uh, fourteen. Not everybody can can just leave their job. I'm not, I'm not saying leave your job. And uh, uh, follow the Lord like that. As a matter of fact, that's what I did uh, over almost 30 years ago. Uh, now, uh, almost uh, almost 30 years ago, uh, now over 25 years uh, to, to preach the gospel. I left a career in the military. I just left that right there. Never went back to it and began to preach uh, for uh, for the Lord. And and so I'm saying, but in, in the idea of, of discipleship, we have to realize, we have to understand that it's just not about us. Uh, God wants us to take care of our families. God wants us to uh, remove any distractions. And sometimes, again, you have to, like Elisha, you have to say, okay, let me do this. I'm going to follow you. And the, 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 the difference is uh, that, you know, when Jesus was, was on the earth, uh, many people tried to follow him. Again, uh, look, look to the Bible again in uh, Matthew chapter 8 and also Luke 
chapter 9, uh, the stories kind of uh, come together where on one occasion uh, someone said to Jesus, you know, I'll follow you anywhere. And Jesus said, you know, foxes have holes and the, the, the birds have birds of the air have nested. I don't have anywhere to lay my head. And somebody else says, well, uh, I, I will follow you, but first let me go and bury my father. And another one said, I'll follow you. Let me go home uh, to tell them goodbye. Uh, you know, and someone says, well, isn't that like what he does here? Well, uh, I think the message is, is very uh, similar, but I think Jesus, well, I know Jesus was dealing with a multitude of people there uh, when, when he was on the earth, and many of them followed him because of the meal. Many of them did not count the cost. Many of them were not willing to put their hand uh, to the plow in the first place, so they had all of these excuses. Let me go and bury my father. Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead. And he said again, let me go, let me go and see my family uh, off and see my family, uh, tell my family goodbye. But then again, Jesus said, if any man takes the plow, put his hand to the plow and looks back, he's not fit for the kingdom. Those were would-be followers. I don't see that with the prophet uh, Elisha. Elisha understood, and he made up his mind right then and there when he first left the oxen, I'm going to follow you. And Elijah understood, I believe, what, what he uh, what, what he meant. And so, again, one thing that he had to slay, again, is the idea of selfishness. And then, number two, uh, I think the idea of, of self-sufficiency, self-sufficiency. You say that's like the first one. Well, not really. Self-sufficiency. Uh, you see, again, uh, he took that oxen. He took that yoke. He took that which he made his living, and he said, I'm not coming back to this anymore. I'm, this is what, that is what made him self-sufficient, if you will. He was, a, uh, we could say, like today, a, a business person, a, a businessman, okay, uh, someone who was able to, to make a living on his own. He takes that and he removes that out of the way. Why? Because now uh, a God is going to be the only one that uh, uh, provides for him. Uh, God is God is our source. God would now be uh, the source of everything that he got as a prophet. God would be the source of it. I like what the Bible uh, says in second, I believe second Corinthians chapter uh, three and verse number five. Second Corinthians chapter three and verse number five says, "Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as ourselves." as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. And then Paul also says in the book of Philippians, chapter number 4 and verse number 19, there the Bible says, he says, but my God shall supply all your need according to the riches uh, in uh, glory by Christ Jesus. What is that saying? That's saying the same thing, that our sufficiency is of God. Doesn't matter what I do. Again, I'm not telling you to leave your job and quit your job, but I'm saying that that the source of your income, the source of your sufficiency, is in God and not in yourself. So if you if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a businessman, if you're a teacher, if you're a lawyer, if you're a doctor, those are very uh, good occupations. But that's not the source of who you are. The source of who you are. Everything you get comes from the Lord. Everything you have comes from God. And so in Elisha's case, he realized that, listen, now, I'm not going to come back to this anymore. I don't need this. I'm going to remove this from my life, and now my sufficiency is going to be of God. And then number three, 
the idea of of, of uh, some of the slave, the idea would be one of of self advancement. Self advancement. What do I mean? Well, the Bible says that it was God that told Elijah to choose Elisha. God is the one that chooses. God is the one that God is the one that sets up. God is the one that sets down. Uh, Elisha was happy doing what he was doing. He was not trying to be above uh, a plower, if you will, a workman. He was there working by the sweat of his brow, uh, very diligently working. It's good to find somebody uh, working. If you want a job done, find somebody busy uh, to do uh, the job. And so uh, God was the one that advanced him. Too often in our lives, we want to advance ourselves. We want to puff ourselves up. But the Bible still says, again, uh, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up. And so uh, understand that Elisha understood, first of all, the idea of selfishness. It's just not about me. God wants me to honor my parents. He wants me to honor my family. And those of us who preach of the gospel of Christ Jesus, I can tell you now, I, I wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have the support of my family, support of my wife. Even when I left the military uh, over 20, over, over 30 uh, years ago uh, now, and uh, I, I, I realized, I realized that that it was only because, only because of God, only because of God, I was able uh, to do that and to make to make that move and realize that my sufficiency would no longer be in that, but it would be in the things of of God. And God is the one that has promoted. God is the one that has advanced even my ministry uh, over these years. And all the glory and honor comes to God. And so uh, when I, when you talk about uh, discipleship, when, when you talk about those early uh, disciples, those disciples who left everything and they began uh, to follow Christ, even uh, the Lord's uh, disciples, they left everything and they, and they followed uh, Christ. And they were the special ones because, again, others uh, turned back and did not follow them at all. Uh, in the book of Acts chapter number two, Acts chapter uh, number two, in Acts chapter uh, number 2, verses 42 through uh, 47. Again, very familiar uh, passage of, of Scripture here. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 40, uh, 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayers. And fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the by the apostles, uh, and that and all that believed uh, were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and uh, parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking uh, bread and bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. And so what did these people do? They heard the message that was new uh, to them, the who, what, and why of the gospel, and they had to discern its truthfulness. Uh, them, they had to admit that they had missed the mark of the crucifixion of Jesus, uh, uh, and it pricked their hearts. 
And then they had to decide. They had to decide whether or not to obey the command of Peter and repent and be baptized and gladly receive the word. Finally, they had to decide whether or not to cut some ties with their former lives. This is where, again, Elisha comes. The idea of Elisha comes to place. Elisha, too, again, he had some choices to make. He had received uh, the mantle. He understood what that meant. He heard, he he received uh, the mantle. He heard, uh, he, he knew what was going on. He made a decision. He had to decide where his alleged uh, alliance, rather, uh, would be. And uh, he had to, uh, again, uh, displace himself from distractions. He had to go to work. And so, again, he killed the oxen and everything along with that. And that is really what the idea of, of discipleship means. Again, uh, making the Lord your master, making him the one that you follow, the one that you uh, listen to, the one that you obey and you and you say to yourself like these apostles did and like the disciples did in the first century church the bible says they continue uh, to grow and to grow and to grow and to grow and by acts chapter 6 they had so many people they had so many people to care for in acts chapter 6 they had to come up with with an idea had to come up with with a plan uh, to take care of the widows uh, and of course we get the seven uh, chosen some would call them uh, deacons those seven uh, servants well the point is that the numbered the numbers were greatly multiplied and the numbers were greatly multiplied again because they they had been baptized and many of them had left their homes they came to Jerusalem for the Pentecost they heard the word and they had to slay some oxen they had to realize I can't go back to living the way I was living before I've heard the gospel I believe the gospel I repented of my sins I confessed Christ and I was baptized in water for the remission of my sins and all of these uh, Christians were there these disciples were there who left their home Acts chapter 2 says they came from every nation under heaven uh, and they came to Jerusalem and some of them again they uh, if they had need they sold their property and they gave to those that had need and so many of them left their homes uh, perhaps never uh, to return back there at this particular time because of this this uh, uh, this idea because of the fact that they were now uh, following Christ. They were now disciples of Christ. They had to slay some oxen, if you will, and say, I'm not going back to that way of life anymore. And as children of God, as, as potential even children of God, we have to make a decision. We have to make our minds up like Elisha did. He made up his mind, I'm not going back. And as a child of God tonight, you have to make up your mind that you're not going back to the world. Uh, you're not selfish. You're going to take care of the things God would have you to take care of so you can follow him uh, fully. Amen. All of us are different. All of us have different uh, talents. Some are married. Some are not married. And if you're uh, uh, some, some are single, so some are married. Some have never been married. Some may be uh, divorced, whatever the situation may be. But you have to make the determination. I'm going to follow the Lord, remove all distractions. I'm going to slay some oxen. Then, of course, there's some oxen we have to slay in our, in perhaps in our personal lives. Uh, you know, uh, the the uh, slay the oxen 
uh, of ill will and the, the auction of, of dangerous attitudes and, and the auctions of bad dispositions and the, the auction of hate. Anything that's going to stop you from serving God, following God, is an auction that needs to be a slave uh, in our lives uh, today. And so uh, tonight, my friends, that's my lesson for you tonight. I pray that as you think about this, as you are driving along or listening on the Internet or on your phone or whatever it might be, you might ask yourself the question, is there some oxen I need to slay in my life? Is there something that is keeping me from following God uh, completely? Is there something that is hindering my worship, my, my evangelism, my discipleship uh, for the Lord? And whatever it is, uh, you might have to slay it again Put it away, put it aside, and follow God. Run and follow our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. That's my time tonight. Listen, may God bless you. If you're ever in the Philadelphia area, please come and check us out at 7630 Woodbine Avenue in the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. May God bless you, and may he bless you all real good tonight. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. Oh, 
happy days that will be on that judgment day. I know that's a happy day. We don't know the day nor the hour, but I know that's gonna be a happy day. The Lord has a mansion prepared A mansion prepared for you and for me And oh Lord, oh Lord In the You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to take this time and extend under you the invitation of the Lord. And the reason that I do this is because this broadcast is being picked up on a global scale. And as a Christian, we have a responsibility to sow the seed of the kingdom to the best of our ability. So I don't want to take any of this for granted. And we just want to say those things that we need to say to make sure that people have an opportunity to know the Lord. If you are not a child of God, and one cannot be a child of God until you are a Christian, until you have been born again, as the Bible teaches, then you are lost outside of Christ. And it's not enough to be religious. You must obey the commands of the Lord. In order for a man to be saved, you must take heed and answer the gospel call. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14, you must hear the gospel. John chapter 6 and verse 45, Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 17. And the facts of the gospel are the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. You must believe the same. Hebrews eleven six, 6, James chapter 2 and verse 24. You must repent. Luke chapter 13, verse 3 and 5. Acts chapter 17 and verse 30. You must confess your faith in Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32 and 33. You must be baptized in water for the remission or the forgiveness of your sins. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Acts 10 and verse 48. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21. And if you are a Christian and you've not been faithful in your service to God, we would ask that you would decide again by prayer, repentance, and prayer. Acts chapter 8 and verse 22. We want to encourage you now to visit the churches of Christ in your immediate area. Amen. And I'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. And if you miss me from singing, singing. and you can't find me nowhere, come on up to glory. I'll be singing the best. Yes, I will. And I know the Lord, He will greet me. Over yonder, over on the other shore. Come on up to glory. glory. 
praising the What a word from the Lord radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending a little time with us this evening in a study of God's word. I want to thank both of my speakers on the show tonight. Tim Austin, he served with the Wayne Road Church of Christ there in Romulus, Michigan. Certainly appreciate his efforts on the broadcast tonight. Also, my co-host, Lou Gibbard, he serves at the Oakbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Also, I want to thank my special guest in the community corner as well, Audretta Hall. Certainly appreciate her coming our way. We look forward to having her back on the program in the near future because she has some good information. So we try to have uh, her on the show every now and then just to give her, uh, share with us her information for our listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my prayer that uh, the lessons that were given on this broadcast tonight have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and that your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuned in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over to a study of God's word. So until we meet again, I pray God's continued blessings upon your lives and that he bless you real 
real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord, a radio show. And on behalf of my co-hosts, Isaac Mullins, Shauna Otis, and Lou Gibbert, we really do appreciate your love and support for these radio broadcasts. I'm your host, Stephen R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? Mm, how can I? Mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? Mm, how can I? Mm, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? Mm, how can I? Ooh, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? Mm, how can I? Ooh, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? Mm, how can I? Ooh, yeah. How can I walk with Jesus? How can I? Mm, how can I
somebody who's been through something. Help me not. I've had some ups and downs, hard times in my life. I've had to wipe so many tears from my weeping eyes. No, the pain will last only for a night. That's why I'll hold on till the morning light. You see the suffering we're going through, it don't compare to the dreads that wait for I gotta keep on climbing though sometimes we make it hard But we ain't gonna stop till we reach the top The devil tries to make us think there is no way out. Maybe you lost the one that was close to you. Maybe you're sick and there's nothing you can do. Oh, yeah. Just keep your eyes to the sky. When times get hard, keep pressing toward the prize. Oh, you see, I'm trying. They won't last for long. They only make us so they gotta keep on. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.